From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, December 20th. I'm Marco Werman. media spotlight remains on Newtown, Connecticut, almost a week since last Friday's horrific school shooting. We'll explore the notion that too much media coverage of such tragedies can encourage copycat attacks. Plus, later in the program, a push to train more doctors in Ethiopia. I don't think we will change this country by, uh, you know, waiting until we get something perfect to start something. It cannot be perfect. We have to start with what we have. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic, demonstrating commitment to global economic, social, and environmental stewardship. Learn more in the 2012 Medtronic Corporate Citizenship Report, online at Medtronic.com. Hi, Marco Werman. This is The World. This has been a week of almost nonstop vigils, wakes, and funerals in Newtown, Connecticut, and nonstop media coverage, too, following last Friday's horrific shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Some Newtown residents are growing increasingly impatient, even angry, with the intrusive media presence. We were reminded of that when we saw a provocative article on the Atlantic website. It's titled, The Media Needs to Stop Inspiring Copycat Murders, Here's How. It's by Zainab Tufekshi, who joins us regularly on the program to talk about the intersection of politics and technology. Tufekshi is a visiting scholar at Princeton University Center for Information Technology Policy, although today she's in Istanbul. There are many problems with the way we're covering this. The first one is the fact that this is a huge pressure on the families, on the survivors, on the town. At a time, the last thing they need is this kind of sort of pushy reporting. And I think this kind of level of coverage descending on the town right at that moment of you know, very heavy grief is not just not the best thing. In fact, I've been getting emails from people in other towns that have gone through this. I've got an email from someone who survived the Columbine shooting saying that the media pressure in the days following the shooting made it much more traumatic and worse for them. So they were feeling that that aspect of media coverage is harmful to the people who are survivors. Also, the spectacle of the media coverage itself may be helping inspire the next trouble youngster. How so? The way it's reported is very detailed, very graphic. Here's the gun that was used. Here's the bulletproof vest. The killer first went there. You know, we show so much. There's this intense interest in the words of the killer, in the last days of the killer, what he did, what he said, what did he play with, what was the video game, what was this. This kind of spectacle of attention can be morbidly attractive to a troubled youngster. And I think the coverage method of this just filling every minute available with the details of the killer and his actions and the type of gun and the type of bullet is not helping dampen the copycat effects, which is what we should be thinking about. I mean, you do argue, though, Zainab, that the media does restrain itself uh, from time to time. For instance, in the case of high-profile kidnappings, I think of uh, Richard Engel from uh, NBC, who was kidnapped in Syria, and also by following careful guidelines on reporting suicide. So why isn't that happening with these mass shootings? 
I think we haven't had the conversation yet, and I think that's why it's important to try to consider this. I think there are a lot of cases that the media can and does know that you know, there are best practices, and it, as you point out, it follows it for teen suicide, which is very important. When it reports on teen suicides, it's rarely very explicit. The method's not mentioned. Details are not mentioned. Mental health issues are highlighted, and that's a good thing. And when Richard Engel was kidnapped, the media, everybody knew about it, and they sat on it for many, many days because that just makes it harder to get the journalists back alive. I'm saying let's bring the same ethic and let's bring the same guidelines and adapt them to these mass killings. I'm not saying let's not report them. Of course not. I'm not saying, you know, the public has no right to know. No, the public does have a right to know. But there's no need to do it in this particular way of the breathless spectacle. But are you convinced in this day and age when social media demand new information every millisecond that that sort of strategy is going to work? Look at the Richard Engel case. It happened in the world of social media too. In fact, it did kind of leak.